No, it's been a running joke with my son where he's like, maybe you should wear a shirt, you know, that says I'm partially paralyzed because people forget Uh. because I'm so independent. You know, they just don't remember that that's a thing because I do almost everything. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I can't do that. And And you've always kind of done almost everything for yourself. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. So you sort of just put that off of yourself. You're kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, because I didn't, it's bizarre. It doesn't. Yeah. That is, it that's doesn't very, translate. Very fascinating. Isn't and it? The, 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 you want to hear the craziest part is my right eye is like all the way blind. Mm. And there was, there was a time where I would only wear my eye patch out because other people didn't other understand people. why I was bumping into them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I saw it would scare children. So I stopped. wearing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Unless sorry, you have like I'm a little pirate whole yeah. theme going, then kids love that. <laughs> I'm getting there. I got the costume lady making me a Jack Sparrow costume. There right you go. That's was, all you I need. I was hoping it would be here for today. That's thought, all you need a is fun. a costume. I know I'm getting a cape for sure. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. My nickname was Stroke Barbie. So it's like, because this <laughs> arm just stays like this and I look like an action figure. <laughs> like if you ever look through my Facebook, all of my photos. I'm like, "Er." (laughs) you are wearing all of this with such charm. You know, you have that choice and that's Mm. something where you can define yourself and be, that's your definition from that point forward, or you turn it into whatever you want. And I'm kind of like that with everything where it's like, sometimes you act like, or you pretend like this is your choice. And then it becomes not a burden you're wearing or, you know, anything that's heavy. It just becomes something that's a part of you, you know, yeah. it doesn't bother me anymore. I have some really funny stories. I make people really uncomfortable because people ask me all the time. They feel entitled because I'm in public to ask me if I have MS or if I was in a uh, car accident or what they, happened. To they you? immediately want to yeah. know because there's an element to me that doesn't seem super crippled. And then I'm crippled, yeah, yeah. you know, so I feel like people just come up to me and ask me the weirdest things. And so I will immediately just throw it out there. Like we had photos done in in, um, Tahoe, 40 minute drive or walk, sorry. We had to walk downhill and uphill 40 minutes to get to the beach. She was like, do you think you can handle it? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, yeah, here we go. By the time I got down there, I mean, I was pretty fatigued, but there were people down there that were like, so what are you here for? We're like engagement photos. And they're like, Oh, nice. And he's like, what'd you do? Sprain your ankle at the bachelorette party? And I'm like, no, I had a stroke and I'm partially paralyzed. And he's like, good for you. You made it down here. I'm like, and it was funny. I like how he flipped it around. They all kind of look like, I can't believe she just said that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to create your happy version of this shit. You know, sorry. No, hey, I like it. Kimmy Woolsey. Is that how I say that? Yeah. Kimmy Woolsey. Woolsey. I always what? say it's like, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what a spirit rolling in here. I mean, you're coming in hot too. You, I do. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't I do. know. You just wouldn't know. I mean, it's fascinating. Good. Maybe uh, I can just let you take it away a minute. Will you just kind of tell us, I mean, tell Wyatt a little bit too. I mean, he's he has no idea what we're doing Oh, nice. Today, okay. <laughs> right? So, so we have come in hot. Tell us, tell us who you are and and what we're doing here. So Kimmy Woolsey, 46, almost 47. I don't know if that's relevant, but, um, was a medical aesthetic technician for almost 20 years. 
I've worn a lot of hats. I have two kids. One's going to be 22 and the other one's 17. Just kind of wore the hat of being like full-time worker, sometimes six days a week till full-time mom. So it's like you wear, you know, multiple hats, five different jobs. Woke up one day getting ready. I mean, I had a high stress job. Mm-hmm. I ping pong. So hopefully people who listen can catch up with me because I'm like, Bruh. Um Well, but as yeah. long as you breathe steady, I think that's great because <laughs> you're so understandable. It's, Good. It's really That's all nice. that matters. Yeah, so. by all means. Um yeah, I was doing a plethora of different things. I hated being late, so I had to work at 9 o'clock, and I had a doctor's appointment in Carson, which was 30 minutes away, at 8. So I had to make the drive, have my appointment, standard check, and then make it back to work. Paul's like, you should just call your work and tell them you're going to be a little bit late. Nope, not in my chemical makeup. I'll mm-hmm. make it. I'm just mm-hmm. going to rush. Get ready to go to work and you women get ready. Folk now you oh, you all yeah. really like to make sure shit gets done right yeah. now because otherwise, how how much of time would you spend thinking about it afterwards if you didn't get it done? Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'd work mm-hmm. sometimes ten hour days, come home, clean the entire house. I'd get done at like eleven o'clock, get up the next morning, try to do cardio, and you know, be up at like five. I really didn't sleep much, and mm-hmm. I just carried as I was a martyr a little bit I think you can say mm-hmm. because you just want to do it all yeah couldn't delegate well yeah this is another mom trait. Yeah, it's seen. a mom trait yeah. it's a good mom trait I think you know so. what I mean yeah. if you want to do things you want to do it right you do it yourself yeah <laughs> and honestly the rest of the family will step up when they yeah. need to if they notice that happening and if they don't then you know you 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 mom them a little bit. And that's well, just what yeah, a little bit, kind of. No, you know? I mean, I should have, let's put it that way. I mean, oh. I'm kind of a spoiler. So it's like mm. even my 22-year-old son who's home, like he goes to his girlfriend's house and I'm like, while he's gone, I'll clean his whole room, do all his laundry, like organize his closet. I just love being a mom and I love being that domestic diva is what I call it. So I yeah. Hear that. yeah, yeah, okay. you know what? I just like doing it all. It's something I like to do. And then, um, but that particular day I was really stressed out at work, particularly my job was crazy. And so Paul kept telling me, breathe, take a step back. You don't have to work if you don't want to. And I'm like, this is, I'm defined by my job. I have to be there. Mm. I have patients. I have surgery scheduled. I do things and I, I'm the only one that can do it. That's a substantial amount of pressure. It was, it was. And some people ended up leaving work. So I got left doing all of it. So I'm Uh. doing three people's jobs and I'm working, like I said, six days a week. That morning I woke up and I just felt a little sluggish, mm-hmm. which is abnormal for me. As you can tell, I'm pretty high speed. I don't really yeah, have an Yeah, you're kind of going. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of juice, kid. I do, I do, I do. But that's, you know, obviously a benefit to me in my situation. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I might so, yeah. put it to you that you're sitting here today because you just have so much electricity. Get up and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Okay. It's a lot. Continue, <laughs> please. Yeah, tell Yeah, us. so there's a a thing on my Facebook page is called I'm a lot. And it's actually perfect because I've always been told I was a lot. I'm too much. I'm a lot. Uh. People always assumed I was on something because I'm so fast paced and it's just me ADHD, but they didn't have that back then. It was just shut up, you know, and you've got an issue and just be quiet and suppress it. But now I'm loving it because I don't require coffee. I don't really require a lot of caffeine. I'm just Mm -hmm. naturally jacked. (laughs) Women like you are pretty rare. 
even women who have a lot of, you know, women by nature kind of have what you're describing, but that's pretty intense when it starts to ocean over. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to to see a version of you in here that's sort of riding it like a wave rather than drowning. You go with the flow. Yeah. You go with the flow. So anyways, that that particular morning, woke up, went to splash water on my face and get ready for the day and get myself ready. And so TMI sat down to use the restroom. And then as I'm sitting there, I just felt this extreme pain on my right side of my head Mm. and it shot all the way down my arm. I mean, it was debilitating. Like Like, like I went down, it was a, it felt like someone took a dagger in the corner of my temple and just went all the way down my side. It was, it was unbearable. And then I felt like I was going to get sick. I thought I was having a heart attack, to be honest with you. I've never heard of a stroke before. I didn't really know what you know, people say heart attack that you hear your right side or your left side. Actually, I don't even know. <laughs> I know one of your sides gets pretty, you know, yeah. stricken. Heart attack, pain. I think, is the left. Yeah. yeah. You get, get a little heavy. I so mine say. was, yeah, mine was just this pain and I couldn't even like sit straight. I was in so much pain. And then I thought, okay, I'm a little nervous. So I screamed for Paul. I was like, Paul, I think you need to call 911. I think I'm having a heart attack. So at that moment, I went to get myself up. And my legs were dead. I had no Mm -hmm. legs. And so Mm -hmm. at the time I had my right arm, but I had no legs at all. So Mm -hmm. Paul picked me up and sat me down on the bed. And I know my son was home and he was with his girlfriend. So immediately I'm like, I've got to, you know, I'm going to the hospital. I, I don't know what's going on. But at that time, I'm seeing a lot of weird things. Like I knew something was drastically wrong. I just didn't know what it was. So. I threw myself on the floor from my bed and scooted myself into the hallway to yell for my son. I was like, Hunter, yeah, I mean, I've (laughs) got to try to let him know what's happening, but I didn't want him to be afraid. And to be honest with you, and it's always, this always gets me. So excuse me if I end up crying because when it comes to your kids, that's a lot. So it's easy now while you're here, it's easy to find the moment of levity. Mm Mm-hmm. But I understand fully. I'm in the hallway and I'm like, babe, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to the hospital. And I mean, at that time, I still had a pretty intense pain in my head, but it was kind of going from the back to the front to Uh the back. It was moving a little. So it was very foreign to me. Do you recall how he was when you said that? My son? Yeah, he came running out. And I looked at him and he was like, he immediately started tearing up because I'm a pretty strong woman and I've gone through an awful lot. And even being in motorcycle accidents, I jumped off my Harley going 60 miles an hour, like no complaining. Yeah. I just can handle things pretty well. So I think he saw the fear in my eyes and not knowing what was going on. So he got a little emotional and then Allie kind of got a little emotional and Interestingly enough, I know a lot of people in this town, they called Remza and the guy who came to get me, Jim Gassaway, I ended up knowing him. So he was like the head of the fire department there and he comes in and he was like, what's going on? They immediately start telling me they think I'm having a complicated migraine. I was like, a complicated migraine? I'm paralyzed right now completely. My legs don't work. Yeah, that's... They said that that can happen. Okay. You You can get certain things that become paralyzed when you have a migraine. So anyways, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. long story, even longer, um, get in the REMSA. We start heading down there. And as we head down there, I'm noticing the pain is almost going away. Okay. So I'm thinking, so it just kind of zapped you. It hit me hard and then it started to go away. But at that same time, 
Uh As they're asking me questions, I'm noticing I'm talking and the words aren't coming out right. So Uh I ended up having a massive stroke in the REMSA vehicle. After the initial... After the mini stroke, yeah. So then I'm in there and I'm thinking I'm dying because I don't feel anything anymore. Everything's really heavy. And I wasn't worried about it, you know, because at that time you're, you go through so much pain that you're kind of like, okay, whatever. And then, um, I started telling them, ask me more questions, ask me more questions. Like, but again, it wasn't coming out right. So they immediately get on the thing and they, they tell them that they need to get it all set up that, that I'm probably having a TBI is what they were calling it and this, that, and the other. And they're like, you know, we need to get her in for an MRI immediately. So I end up going in there, getting rushed into an MRI. And as I'm in the MRI, I come out and they tell me that I've had a massive stroke with a brain bleed on my right carotid artery. They said I had a, it's called a dissection. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you are going to go in for emergency brain surgery. And that was kind of all that there was to it. They don't really explain anything. And that's why I decided yeah. to do what I'm doing, which we'll get to later. But yeah, 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 yeah. nobody By walks you through don't it. Don't feel rushed. This thing is going to go. And yeah. you got time. And I've had so many thoughts in this story Good. going all the way back to that. Because I suffer mm. some pretty hairy migraines as mm. a result of my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there are times in my days where my whole world just goes all the way white. Tunnel vision. Oh, white. Uh, oh, just oh. all the way white. I can feel them coming on because they start back here. Mm-hmm. And I got about 15 minutes to get somewhere mm. and black the windows and be in a pillow. Because if I don't sleep it off, it's, it's, it's going to be hard times. And so I know how bad those get. Mm. I understand. But I feel like dragging oneself on the floor by their arms with no functionality in the legs. Maybe the migraines can do that to legs, <laughs> but I feel like there has to at least be a second opinion on the scene uh, in that yeah. moment. Oh, believe me, Paul was so pissed at me. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, get back here. He's like, I, he kept like, joking, calling me Tattoo from Fantasy Island because I'm scooting myself around. I was like, I got to get into my son. I'm, I, I just mean, pictured The Walking Dead. I was like, oh my God, no. Somebody's it's not kill, good, yeah. the brain. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, you don't think. You do what whatever. What a wonderful spirit you have to sit and laugh with me. Yeah, well, you know what? You have to. What am I going to do? Cry? So I've got funny stories once I get admitted into the hospital. So I have the brain surgery. They went in through my groin area, went up to the back of my head and put a stint in. So basically everywhere the knife went down <laughs> from that starting moment yeah. is now propped up with a stint. No. So that's the best part. So oh. that saved my life. It opened up the airways and blood flow. It oh. occluded. So within eight hours, it was like it never happened. Wow. Which is really rare for that to happen. And so that's why I'm still like that's why I'm still paralyzed. Wow. Yeah. It just my body is so stubborn. It was like, you know what? Nope. Let's keep this going, you know? So Whoa, so buddy. I'm still alive and I'm still making progress. Like I'm not Obviously, if the surgery would have taken, I would have been fine within a couple weeks and I would have been discharged walking, using my arm, using my hand, all of it. But that's not the case for me. Sorry. Yeah, the surgery left <laughs> you with an aftermark. I understand. A little bit. A little bit of a speed bump. Whoa. But I'm still, every single day I'm fighting harder. And they were like, well, that's where your your therapy stops right there, right? So I lived in rehab. So I was in ICU for 11 days. Mm-hmm had a lot of complications. And then 
I ended up living in inpatient renowned hospital, which was phenomenal, mm. where they do five to six hours of physical and occupational therapy and speech therapy a day. Thankfully, cognitively, I have my mind, my memory. I remember almost every song to every everything ever <laughs> from back Look way back that. when. And my speech hasn't really been impaired too much. I stutter and I stop a lot because my brain still functions yeah, way you're, faster you're than rolling. my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I bless you for yeah. mentioning the renowned people. We're we're pretty lucky oh, in this community to have yeah. the a, inpatient a saved like my life, have. and yeah. they loved me. So it's like the doctors. I'm still close with some of the therapists. You know, the physical and occupational therapists. They were heaven, mm. and I lived there. Mm. I went from mm. being this woman who pretty much ran the show at home, ran the show at my work to them giving me breakfast at eight o'clock in the morning and giving me a sheet telling me what I was going to do for the day. So I had my life mapped out for me, Uh food, everything was mapped out for me. Nothing was, nothing was left to chance. We're just going to get you healthy. Walk us through that a little bit, like Mm -hmm. day one in renown till Mm -hmm. the day you were, you were uh, discharged. I'm a big karma and like, spiritual person when it comes to like i carry crystals with me and stuff like that i'm that kind of mm-hmm. a vibe but um my wife and you will get oh, along i mean swimmingly. i just i love it right yeah. so i get in there and these two people my intake nurses are faith and hope and i was like you got to be kidding me <laughs> and i still talk to them to this day i'm like faith and hope are you kidding i'm like i have a tattoo that goes up here it says by faith and love and then i have everything i do is hope always has been so yeah that was a sign uh-huh. for me. And I kind of took a weird position in there because my first day, you go from laying flat, okay? I laid flat for three weeks. I couldn't move my body. And my arm, you don't realize how heavy your limbs are when you can't move them. They're dead weight. It's yeah. like like stapling a Halloween so arm So your whole you. back is kind of... Oh, I had no core. I couldn't sit up on my own. Uh-huh. So the second they would sit me up, I'd fall back down. It was yeah. kind of comical, but, you know, I mean... <laughs> in this moment, it In this be. moment, yeah. Well, no, then it was. <laughs> so my friend came in and I had this inside joke where they'd ask me, how are you doing? And I'd go, I'm all right. <laughs> no left. <laughs> the doctors were so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's raw <laughs> you can't do stuff like that to people I, no. you want to know what's funny uh, so my dad uh, was actually killed in his home oh. and shortly Girl, after you know what's funny no that's yeah, not funny it's exactly how that happened <laughs> what well that's it oh i i started doing the oh. same kind of shit because people yeah. you know inherently they do the same thing i'm sorry yeah i know and it's I love you for saying that. Yeah, but you know? you know what? You can't be sorry. But it's different the way it feels. Yeah. So I, what, I love what you're humor. sorry yeah. for is you got a little guilt. So I'm going to flip that yeah. on you. <laughs> I do it all yeah. the time. And that's I do a it all the time. good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm like. All right. And it just <laughs> flops back on the bed. So that was another inside joke where I'd sit there and go, you know, they go, what's your name again? And I'm like, Eileen. They're like, your name? It, that doesn't say that on there, but whatever. Look, my nickname or whatever you want to call me, you know, right? It is. It. You got to just make light of it, right? Because yeah. the yeah. more uncomfortable people the right are, kind the happier I am anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> I like okay. it a I lot. I dig that. Well, you could start with Wyatt. It's yeah. great. Oh, <laughs> you like getting yeah. uncomfortable, we, Wyatt? We love making Wyatt uncomfortable. Right? Oh. It makes for <laughs> 
Oh, well, I'm super inappropriate. So you just wait till that kicks in. I'm like one of those 80 year old creepy men. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, calm down. Give That'll me. be extra fun when Big Paul's <laughs> sitting back over here. Also, <laughs> Oh, he knows it's awful. He's a big guy. I mean, to pick, to pick you up. Yeah. I, no, and now he's got humor with it too. So we go to okay. Nevada city and these people are honking at me because I can't get across the street quick enough. And you find people don't have patience, right? So they're honking, honking and all irritated. And he turns around and goes, look at the fuck I did to her. And I love her. What do you think I'm going to do to you? And I'm like <laughs> walking all gimped out. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, it's kind of an interesting. So as this flashes in my mind, mm-hmm. this moment where you've collapsed mm-hmm. and this man picks you up yeah. to move you to the bed. There's something about that that kind of, and he's still here. I mean, he's walking oh, in. And I mean, I've got, I've got angels on my side for this one because we dated off and on for 10 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we just never clicked because I'm city mouse. He's country mouse. It just, I'm from Orange County. He's, you know, fresh off the Reno cowboy and crew. Mm-hmm. So first, all the things that the audience that might be listening goes, yes, that sounds exactly like a click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So like I said, I had just moved here from Orange County and I was with my ex-husband for 17 years. Mm. So we've got our two kids together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm never getting married again. I was married to an amazing human being, but I get set up on a blind date with Paul like a year after my divorce. And I was like, Okay. Let's see where this goes. And I looked at him. And again, I'm from Newport Beach. So I'm the skinny jeans girl. Mm -hmm. Like I love the Metro dudes. Like I saw him and I'm like, oh, hell no. You know, (laughs) he picks me up in a souped up truck and he's got chew in his mouth. And I'm like, (laughs) takes me to the rodeo for our first date. I'm wearing like stilettos, these awesome little jeans. And I'm like thinking we're going to go somewhere magnificent. And here we are. And I'd never even seen like farm animals live. (laughs) I was pretty sheltered in Newport beach, but, um, it was, it was a lot to take in. And I was like, no, this isn't going to work at all. But I knew the one thing about him was he just had such a kind spirit and he was so sweet and so gentlemanlike. And he was very rare, you know, Mm. something about him was special. Very rare. Yeah. What a nice compliment to receive. He is. He's a special man. So we ended up keeping in touch for, you know, 10 years and we kept dating each other every couple of years and every couple of years it didn't work yeah. because we still were the same people. I hadn't yeah. learned enough mm. and acclimated enough and appreciated a good man enough, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I think I as a woman, that. you need yeah. to really, you know, go through it a little sure, bit sure. or and even as a man, you have to date some psychos to know <laughs> what a good woman's like, you know? Well, and my, my, my relationships with women were pretty tumultuous in, in my history as well. So I, well, you, you gravitate towards people that bring out whatever, wherever you're going through, you know, like you've got to go through it. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, after I left my marriage of so long with two kids, I felt so guilty that i I didn't feel like I deserved a good relationship. So I I dated people that weren't necessarily, you know, the best. God bless them all. I'm sure. Yeah, for you, they didn't (laughs) make sense. Yeah, we didn't, you know, you bring out the best or the worst in each other. And Mm -hmm. for them, they just, they didn't bring out the best in me. And I probably Mm -hmm. mirrored that with them. So Mm -hmm. I have to appreciate my part in it too. But I just wasn't ready for Paul. And then we dated again. We're four years this time. Um, we dated again and this time I really saw him for who he was and not just this 
superficial aspect where I couldn't get over how big he was. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And I'm like, that's not what matters to me. Like I'm a humor person. You have to be really slapstick funny. You have Mm. to watch stepbrothers with me over and over again and mm. be able to quote it mm-hmm. like i had things where it's like if you, you don't check the all these big boxes heart inside yeah. that big box that's yeah. what i'm saying uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah same right but um and then he was very superficial at the time with me too because when i first got here from orange county i mean you wouldn't know it now but i was like 110 pounds i was like super rail thin and it was like a little unhealthy but that was my waif look and i loved it yeah. and he liked thicker girls. He liked girls that were a little more muscular, a little more this, a little more that. So we Uh both were very critical to one another. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So finally it got to a point where it was like, you know, we just tore down all the walls. We talked about stuff from like our childhood. We got to know each other. Like, what did you do when you were five, 10, went down memory lane and Mm -hmm. you just get so raw with somebody that you just become addicted to that openness, you know? I can and then it was that. like, if you go yeah. with someone else, I'm going to have to kill you. You know too much shit. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the, the the full scope of the word partnership yeah. in relation to marriage mm-hmm. is often misunderstood. But uh, to hear you talk about it really lets people have an understanding. Of yeah. It. Well, I always say, what's better, love or gratitude? And I think gratitude goes a lot farther than love. Love, you can be in love with someone and that's great, but that's, you can love so many different people Mm. to be grateful for someone and their presence and existence in your life to me is a lot more magical than love. I'm not a huge love fan. Wyatt, I feel that way about Wyatt. I'm grateful for Wyatt in my world. If we're not for Wyatt, I think. It's like, you can uh, love Wyatt, but don't love Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a a woman. Oh, he does? Good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um. So tell us, tell us a little more about Paul or take us back to the hospital, whichever you like. So Paul, the good part about him was, like I said, we, we started dating. Interestingly enough, um, over the 10 years, I never let him meet my kids. I was very protective mom where it's like really have to be in a certain area for you to meet my kids. Like a lot of my best friends still haven't met my kids. So they hadn't met him yet. And then he was talking about us moving in and I was like, everybody (laughs) slow down. You know, we were opposites where I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, we can take it right out to the Hills. It'll be fine. 20 miles out of town. We're good. (laughs) Yeah, He's like, well, talking about, you know, forever and maybe getting a place together. And it was cute, but it was like, Hold, please. You know, so I had to assess myself and think about what I was looking for because I never mm-hmm. really wanted to ever settle down again or live with someone again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So Sometimes those things leave a mark. They do, you know, and yeah. you have to really know. And I was like, will I ever really know? Because I was one foot out the door with almost everything at this point in my life, and I don't know mm-hmm. why. But he ends up getting a house, and he was like, we're moving in together. And I was like, well, you have to meet my kids. Holy crap. My son's at University of Hawaii. My other son at the time is... 13 and I'm like all right well okay let's do this so I was like let's have the kids meet you first and not you know we'll figure out from there where we go and um so that was all great we end up living together for almost a year and working on this house together it's like this big project and I stroked out and it was one of those things stroked out that's how you refer to it now. Stroke me stroke me hey I wish I had to do we are we bluetooth (laughs) give it to me Oh, I don't have it. But yeah, so it was crazy because you don't know who you're with. 
until you go through something. And really, we hadn't been through an awful lot. So I didn't know where he was going to be. And living in this place for 41 days, I saw people married for 30 years getting served divorce papers while they're partially paralyzed. Wow. I experienced some really traumatic things while I was in there, watching people go through things. Some people not having any visitors, okay? They're there for a month, two months, no visitors. So I just, I felt so grateful that I have a tribe. I mean, oh my gosh, my first day there, I think I had 20 people come visit me, which was beyond the maximum. And I had people every day, they're like, are you a celebrity? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It depends on who you ask. (laughs) One of my personalities thinks I am. (laughs) So it was like, whatever you want to do, right? What is that one's name? Do you name your personalities? No. Okay, great. I haven't gotten that deep. Where where are you from? Newport Beach or Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure out a name for that one. <laughs> yeah. We'll, that one can be called Honey then for Honey. the time being. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or just AT or AH, attention whore. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what we're allowed to say and what we're not. You can say I anything. don't have a filter. I wouldn't so. say that because Paul's coming back. Oh. <laughs> Paul will say it for you. <laughs> That's good. You can do that. So yeah, he, we get in there and they put me in a room and ideally I didn't really know what I was looking for because like you Mm. go in there and you're like, am I going to share a room? You know, there's a bunch of people that are like 80 years old, like carcasses, God bless them. But they're like ancient and they're, I don't want to sit next to people having my creative, colorful crowd coming in, you know? So I got in there, they sat me in a room with two beds and immediately I was like, oh God, they're like, nobody's in here yet. And Paul in ICU, as big as he is, he slept in a toddler bed next to me and I see wow. you and in a chair with two chairs pushed together, you know? Yeah. So I can see that he asked, he was like, I'm not leaving her that first night. So he sat in a chair and they finally were like, you can have the bed next to her. So he stayed with me for 41 days in the hospital. Wow. Never left one night. I mean, he had to work a little bit, but he didn't leave me one night Just there. Every morning he got me ready every evening. He carried me to the bathroom because at that time I wasn't allowed to leave the bathroom. I was a fall risk because I did the jello slide out the bed when one of my girlfriends came in. I sat at the edge of the bed. I was so excited to see her. I was like, right onto the floor. And so they're like, you're not allowed. So I turn around and I'm thinking I'm going to hold myself up, which I'd never had to do before. So I grab all the blankets, all the pillows, and they just go on my head. (laughs) So I'm on the floor. Nurses come in. I've got blankets and pillows on my head. I can't get up. It takes them three people to get me off the floor. Bracelet, fall risk. They put an alarm on my bed and an alarm on my chair. So I'm no longer allowed to do anything. If I even try to get off the bed, my alarm goes off. Yeah. It was awful. It was humbling and awful. But Mm -hmm. I get where they're coming from. I'm a fall risk and a flight risk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. See now in a lot of other cities, mm-hmm. they would have charged Paul for the bed. We have yeah. a great hospital. I'm telling you, Renown. Renown is, is unbelievable. Tell like, me more about the experience at, at Renown. Okay. They literally, so they take you in, they treat you like family. Like my therapists, I got pretty much the same occupational therapist, which was Eddie and Chris was my physical therapist. And every day predicated on my schedule, they'd come in tell me what I was doing, but they'd help me put my shoes on. They'd help me get ready. Like Eddie helped me brush my teeth. He put my hair in a ponytail. Like he, they'd care for you, right? Wake up in the morning, eight o'clock breakfast every single day, but you get to pick out your food 
weeks in advance. I didn't realize I was going to be there for two months. But then once I got there long enough, they're like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. You can order anything you want. And they actually have chefs that cook the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it's not hospital food like we know it. No. I mean, I got like fettuccine Alfredo. I got like chicken, like blackened chicken pasta, like whatever I wanted, right? I love that you were putting that down. Oh, I whatever what I want. What a testament to like just yeah. that big energy that you, you carry around. You want me around. to work for you? You have to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you can have sandwiches. And I was like, I want it on a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. And they actually did that for a lot of people. They're just really, they make it your home, you know, because you're living mm. there. That's yeah. your new life. And yeah. Yeah. You're acclimating not only to your situation, but to your new normal. And mm-hmm. it's humbling to be in there and know that everybody that looked at you a certain way before is going to look at you different now, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter, even if I could walk fine, I had a stroke and I was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. So it's like people look at you different. And in there, they just treat you like you're amazing. I certainly like that I only know this you. This I'm glad is, you do too. This is a nice version of Kimmy Woolsey to Thank me. Thank you. I think you're a, a hell of a warrior survivor. Thank and you. I didn't want to interrupt your role in the hospital. No, but, you're good. But you're, I'll find my way back. Yeah. <laughs> you have no doubt. <laughs> so continue. Yeah. Tell, tell <laughs> no, us I appreciate more. you saying that because I've said this a million times that I truly believe that this was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. It really was because. I think any woman is a little vain, a little self-absorbed, a little like, you know, worried about everything. And Mm -hmm. this paused my life and I can't worry about the things I used to worry about. I never would have left the house without my hair done. I can't do it now. I I have to choose my battles and being more excited about what I'm doing rather than what I look like with what I'm doing is super important. And taking my ego out of my life has been, it's been such a weight off my shoulders yeah your ego is just such a damaging thing but you don't know it until something like this happens we have this sort of very special uh, group of women business owners here in the community Mm -hmm. and uh, i sort of heard you i heard of you through my neighbor who Mm -hmm. owns the shot spot oh god lynette lynette yeah lynette is just a delightful person Mm -hmm. you have such good lynette energy and she you. you i mean the two of you really have this you kind of come in with like a, a mystical thing behind you it's like a little light with stars in it or yeah. something and it just sort of slowly <laughs> comes in after you and it just hovers around you while you talk and tell your story and it's, it's i appreciate being coupled in with her because she truly is contagious everything about her is positive and contagious and a lot True. of the crystals i have on me today she's given me she's mm. just she opens up your world to something a little bit more than you. And and I'll tell you, for people listening that, that don't believe in all that and don't go that route, the fact is she's still not, like, I kind of buy into this stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as far along as Lynette or my wife or yourself in that. I, I'm listening a little more to just what what I'm saying. Mm. Like, I, I, there are some days where specifically my body goes, barbecue sauce. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing today. So that's a now Lynette. That's a nice metaphor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Lynette uh, gave me a pretty good 
barbecue sauce? It wasn't barbecue sauce. <laughs> it was a different meal style oh. <laughs> thing for my digestion one day. And okay. I, I wasn't like having any specific problems, but she yeah. was just like, yeah, I'll give that a try. And I was oh. like, okay. She also gave me some sounds to sleep to. Yes. I mean, these kinds of things are so incredibly Money. impactful. And mm-hmm. so like it becomes easy to buy in because that is giving me an honest result. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I don't care what people believe in. For me, I did believe in it before and I Mm -hmm. believe in just certain things. I think that sometimes and it sounds like people are like, oh, yeah, you know, witchcraft voodoo. But some things remind you to stay grounded. And for me, sometimes not necessarily having a crystal, believing that it's going to work magic for me, but it's a simple reminder. It's like how all the lights just went out. That was wild. (laughs) I ho- are you rolling the camera? I, I was got like, that I'm like, well, talking about <laughs> the spiritual aspect and all the lights went out. I'm I like, have to what? tell you. Okay. First of all, yeah, it's probably good that you and Lynette did not exist in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> I know. It's probably good. That that You'd is. be surprised. Like I've got as many stories as she does. I'm not quite as elevated as she is, but I feel like I have, I do believe in the law of attraction. And I think that you can manifest things in a positive light, which mm-hmm. I only am positive. That's it. Yeah. But what I was saying about the crystals is in the olden days, they used to, you know, have like, even like how I have around my wrist, you know, a hair tie or, you know, do the string to help you remind you of things. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me, sometimes I'll carry a crystal around with me and it just reminds me to keep that intention that I left the house with. So it's like, I had a list positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be positive. You know, believe in yourself. Things are going to work out in your favor. I'm, I'm a firm believer in just really being cognizant as to what you're putting out in the universe and putting into the crystal i mean and putting into putting the crystal into, yeah uh, a moment ago the lights in the <laughs> studio went out and i this job is cool for one reason above probably all others for me i get to play an active listening role i'm not really here to talk and there's nobody out there that wants to hear me more than you but in that moment So I've been watching your face the whole time Mm -hmm. and I'm really observing what this stroke has done because I don't don't want to be caught again Mm -hmm. in a moment where like (laughs) I don't realize you need help with the headphones or something. You will. I will. (laughs) It's going to get me a hundred thousand more times. I know, but I'm really watching. But something happened just there. Yeah. There was a moment of surprise and delight by the lights doing what they did. (laughs) And I actually saw your entire face lift Lift. and smile and do a whole symmetrical thing. Mm. And I think that fucking camera's got it. Oh, well, I'm not facing the camera. (laughs) Well, you did. Oh, that's why. Oh, I did. It was a jump. (laughs) Looked around. What happened? Did the power go out? Are we? (laughs) We're good in here. We will roll on no matter what. But that was a lovely thing, and we're going to scour that to find that moment because, my goodness, what a glimpse of, like, the fullness of your spirit, like, just in surprise mode. That was cool. Well, the the funny thing about that is I feel like I'm always, whenever I'm talking about things I'm passionate about, things always happen. I'm Mm. always looking for little signs, and I'm like... Paul doesn't really believe in it either, but I make him carry a crystal around with him. It's citrine. It's for wealth and for prosperity and Mm -hmm. kind of bringing in the light. And Mm -hmm. so 
I make him carry it. And every morning he's like, rub my crystal or whatever. And I'm like, is that a <laughs> metaphor for something? <laughs> Depends what kind of mood are you in yeah. today? <laughs> I'm like, what are we calling crystal today, babe? <laughs> he's like, here I go. I'm going to bring my crystal with me. And he does. And he puts it in his pocket. God bless him. And he just believes in it yeah. with me. But then he'll go, okay, I need magic. And I will. Sometimes I'll be like, I just can make it happen. That's and a- yeah, that's another one of those moments that let yeah. me know it was real also. Mm-hmm. When suddenly I found myself being like, okay, I maybe I do feel a little bit differently when yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. 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 See, it's just the thing. And you you believe or you don't, and then it's like they're on a timer. I'm like, yeah, but. <laughs> you know, my mind's like, yeah, but let's find the magic in this. I certainly and believe in, in the kind of man who will seek that magic out you mm-hmm. know if he's the kind that doesn't really buy in but you give him the crystal and he yeah. says i got it and it starts with the for you but now it's totally a with you thing mm-hmm. like he really is uh, understanding yeah. what that little vibration might actually be doing for him i think that's pretty cool yeah and then he also knows that for me i had a bunch of crystals people would laugh at me so hard i had an entire bedside tray full of crystals so they had to bring me another tray because i'm not touching them i'm not going in or everybody who visited me brought me a crystal and there were different meanings right well some days i woke up you know and i can pretend to be this energetic you know positive light all the time that's just not authentic you know yeah that's where it gets toxic they were yeah you have to own your truth and you have to just let it leave and there were days i've never ever felt like giving up never felt like i wasn't going to be somebody who is contagious by this. Like I know that I'm going to impact somebody's life. I feel it in every fiber of my being. And that's why I decided um, when I was in the hospital, I wanted to be a stroke coach. Mm. And so I started the stroke warrior recovery coaching and started it on Facebook. And then I do have like four people I'm coaching, but outside of that, I just started a nonprofit. Uh So I got that and it's all up and running and ready to go. And I'm going to start doing a, um, it's going to be a support, a survivor. And because what I want to do is I want to get to a point where I'm working with Renown, which they do call me still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't have visitors or family or somebody's having a particularly rough time with their Mm -hmm. support system, that I can find out some of their favorite things. Because when I was in the hospital, most important thing for me was slippers like a pair of my own slippers that are comfy and I like pink and yellow. And so, yeah. And then blanket Mm -hmm. and like just certain things that make you feel like you're at home when you're in a foreign place, maybe a freaking chocolate bar, whatever your favorite things are. Yeah. Uh Whatever your favorite things are, you know, no holds barred. So then I'm going to start getting baskets together for people, male and female. So it'll be like guys, you know, slippers for their team or whatever. Yeah. And then go in and visit them and offer them hope. And lights just came back on. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe Paul's back. Is it? It oh, might be. It's security. Oh. No doubt he's in here for his fourth bathroom break of the day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> we um, got you with that one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I want to do it to where people can offer hope to people who need it. Mm-hmm. And I want to go in there and show them, look, I lived in here for two months I'm still in the middle of my journey, but it hasn't stopped me. Like Mm -hmm. I still have a good outlook and I'm optimistic. So I think that's one thing that I was missing at Renown. They offered me everything but somebody who had been through it. Ah. And to me, 
that can a, be hard to find. Yeah. What or what a better person to reach out to than somebody who's been there. Yeah, yeah. Not just for like a week like normal people, but two months live there, right? Yeah. And I'm still in the middle of it. And so it's like somebody who's like me too. You know, I feel like you can really impact people when you know exactly what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really mm-hmm. get to somebody like people would try to be there for me or do you want to see a therapist? And I'm like, Nope, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't need to talk to somebody who doesn't know what I'm doing. I think me too is taken and you might have to do no. like <laughs> I have stroked out or something. <laughs> I have a funny thing with that where I was like, you know, my generation, that um, hashtag sign means pound, right? Yeah. And I'm like, do they even realize they did a pound me too <laughs> oh for a woman's movement? <laughs> That's pretty uh. impactful. I didn't realize it until this moment. I can tell you that. <laughs> Pound me too. <laughs> wow. I mean, you're asking for it. <laughs> wow. 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean I'm that. I'm good with but it. But I did. That was the That's most funny. critically enlightening thing I've heard all week. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You talk about beaming. My face hurts that was when I say crap out like that. Of control. It's super inappropriate, but the same time but it's wildly needs to be said (laughs) that's the thing is i'm like my first reaction was well that's getting edited out but then i'm like well no No. but that shit needs to be hurt he said no well here's the thing is that (laughs) there are movements for everything and everybody can find a reason to be a victim or everyone can can be offended by something that's the hard part about this new society and the younger generation is everyone is so offended i grew up where my dad i was my father's only son i watched football everything was super inappropriate i was told i was let watch um up in smoke from cheech and chong with my dad like we watched inappropriate crap and it made me a tougher person but it also made me Like, I love giving people shit. There's nothing more comical to me than finding someone's weakness and just sucking it up. (laughs) I think that's, yeah, I I tend to, and when I'm uncomfortable, I start getting comical sometimes too. Yeah, inappropriately comical. I do. Yes, and I have crossed a line with mm -hmm. that. There's also, I mean, let me ask you this. Growing up that way, Mm -hmm. when you talk about... because this looks a lot of different ways, right? You yeah. can bro down with your dad or you yeah. can just be one of the girls that always gets along with guys and dress like a skater girl. Yep. And there's all these different variations of this. But growing up in that, did it did it affect later where maybe you were trying to bro down with somebody who was trying to do you dirty? No. 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 Okay, that's I think good that's another you thing. You were able you... to discern because of that, would you say? Ish. I think I've always been to where... My relationships have, I lay out the groundwork. I don't leave any open doors or any, any, mm. you know, to where anyone could do something not positive, you know, cause I will, I will throw down. I mean, yeah, right now I might have a more difficult time. <laughs> I might go down before yeah, I throw yeah, down. Yeah. You <laughs> might need Wyatt and I's help with somebody that's going to need to go down. Tripod, <laughs> yeah. At least till, at least till Paul gets back. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I can talk a big talk now that I have him behind me. I'm like, that dog, you know, the little dog. Yeah, dog, I whatever. think he's but, one. Paul definitely makes. We would probably need two more people in yeah. here. To, <laughs> <laughs> I've had I had an incident though. He could tell you about that's really funny with one of our friends who was trying to. And I know if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for telling, and I'm not going to say your name. <laughs> but we were all riding motorcycles, and he was drinking a little bit too much, and we were at a stop, and it was for street vibes, and so. 
were there and he tried to ride his motorcycle and he was with one of my friends was on the back. And I know now you know who you are, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so he was trying to ride his motorcycle. I grabbed his keys from him and then he ended, I like hit him and he went and got him and he's like, all right, you guys, I'm out. I put him in a chokehold and I was leaning him back (laughs) and he's a big dude. And he looks at Paul and he's smacking my arm and he's all, Paul, she's so strong. And he goes, I'm not fucking getting in the middle of this. He's like, you're on your own with her. He's like, I already know better. That's the old Kimmy though. I just, I mean, if I see something wrong, I I step in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. You know, you can't, I don't believe in that. And I do believe still to this day that I can be intimidating <laughs> to some <laughs> respect. It's like crazy retard strength or whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, or the funny thing is, cause this arm, um, obviously it's not functional and I've got atrophy. So it's a lot so smaller. What, what does, it seems like you're kind of doing some work with um, it. What no, are you so doing here? My shoulder is the only thing I've got. So I've okay, got so to here, this stays I have to, and you, you can see, probably you'll see me fidgeting a lot. I have to constantly open my hand because if I don't and it stays in a fist, it hurts, it hurts pretty bad. Like it always hurts because it's, it's like, can you imagine just keeping a fist all day? Yeah, it's brutal. So by the time I get home, I'm exhausted because I've just been holding the fist so long. So, um, my arm, you can see is much smaller. My wrist is smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My arm is smaller because it's getting that kind of atrophy. That's what it is. Does can't work so out. So there's yeah. a um, much, yeah. Saturday Night Live skit. It's called The Sisters. And it's <laughs> this chick who has tiny hands. I don't know <laughs> oh, if you guys yeah. have seen it. It's yeah. an old one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an old one. And so anyways, <laughs> she's got little hands. And so it's like Will Ferrell singing and she's like touching his face with her tiny hands. So Paul's always like, little sisters, get off me. <laughs> Cause he'll be sitting on the couch and I'll go like this to try to pat his leg. <laughs> and he's like, that is so creepy, babe. Stop. <laughs> exactly. The kind of stories that, I need, that need to be told in that unit that you're talking about. Could I need it. Well, that's the thing. And I did that all the time. So it was like, I've fallen and I can't get up. If I I couldn't do that more yeah, in the yeah, hospital. Yeah. I just think it's it's the kind of thing where when you show people it's okay that it's okay. Yeah. If I sat there and I was like in a corner going, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. then people are gonna be like, wow, she's a downer. That sucks. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not a downer. Yeah, and and I might advise people to wait for you to start cracking the jokes. Don't be the guy on the uh, no, beach that's I love like, it. hey, what'd you do, spring? No, I do that. <laughs> I know, all right? But I'm the first one. So, like, I went to the pool a couple weeks ago, and I was like, look, it's weekend at Bernie's. And people are like, can we laugh at that? And I'm like, yeah, you know, the dead guy they carry around. <laughs> you just have to, you have to show people that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I am going to be okay. True. And... This is just a pause. My life needed a pause. I yeah. clearly need a pause button. Yeah, you know? yeah, but you say that. And I think that you got that pause. And it's it's yeah. unfortunate that some pauses are delivered with such lightning. Uh, yeah. My pause was delivered with some lightning as mm-hmm. well. Um, it yeah. looked quite a bit different than yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's different. And then that's the hard part is you have sunglasses on, you know, or people don't know what's going on. Like for me, I am blind on my left eye. Uh I have no peripheral vision. So I blink an awful lot, but that's because I have to keep my eyes focused. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, they kind of wander. So now with yours, is it all the way blacked out or do you have like a blurry? 
Actually. So like, for instance, if I'm looking and whenever I talk about it, I always look to the right to see where it's at. But like right now, it's it's hard to explain. It's like something's in the way. It almost yeah, looks like, like a door yeah. or something's uh-huh. there. Right. But That's, then yeah. I, f- I know for a fact because I've looked to the left that something's there. So my mind tries to play that photograph game yeah, where yeah, the brain pieces yeah, together with the other side. It does like, a slow yeah. uh-huh. like photograph. So uh-huh. it's like. I keep looking at the corkboard, but I do that now more than ever. I'm so perceptive. Like I know exactly what's happening because I want to know when I'm not looking at it, what's there. Yeah. Then if I feel like if I see something that's out of the normal, then I'll know that that's happening. You know, I have to still be aware. You're making a ton of sense there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh People don't, you know, that's the thing is you only draw from your own experiences. So nobody knows what it looks like to be blind. Yeah. No pun intended. No. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good. <laughs> Nobody knows what, you know, a stroke looks like. You know, they just see what I'm what I present to them. Yeah. And it is a lot more terrifying Which than what I Which is kind of just charm and power all the time, you <laughs> yeah. know? I mean, Bam. who would even Care know? Care bear. Stroke Care bear. Uh you are That's the point. Fabulous. Yeah, please. Continue. That's the point is that you want to make things you know, like I always tell people, well, oh, I had a really bad experience when I went to the this, you know, this place. And I'm like, well, go back and make it a good one. You know, mm-hmm. like you can mm-hmm. always recreate your experiences. So my goal is to make people see that you can make it fun or good no matter yeah. what. There's nothing that you can't make it. It's so infectious. It. You just started moving and yeah. I just was like, yeah, <laughs> here we go. We're making it. <laughs> Jello. Yeah. Don't go down. Anybody who you- <laughs> Just Jim <laughs> I wish I had it on video so bad, but I have watched. You can Google Jello videos and people Jello, and once they just kind of meld on things, <laughs> it's my favorite. The little pile of blankets and you is also that's very Disney. Like I just picture the rescuers down under, <laughs> girls trying to get, and then one hand trying to like navigate myself out of this blanket (laughs) my girlfriend they were so mad at me i mean i got yelled at the main doctor dr williams he's amazing he um comes in and he's like you know that's not funny right he's (laughs) like you know if you don't take this seriously we can discharge you (laughs) and just by him trying to be serious i'm like yeah i know it's serious (laughs) you just patch out (laughs) on him (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah absolutely sir Yeah, but he knew me. And so I ended up turning it around for me where there were people in there that were bad. God bless them. And I always say that. Yeah. You'll notice that. If I say anything that I think is remotely, and it's not a religious thing, it's if I feel like it's remotely not positive, I have to immediately say that Uh because I want to remember. I don't like getting stuck and saying anything that's not positive. So for me, I am a man of faith. And so I say it the same. The way I say it is that everybody out there is just a soul that God wants to redeem. Yeah. So it's not my place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got judgments like coming out of my wazoo. Yeah. Believe you me. <laughs> but I don't need to spat everyone no. unless it's pertinent to something. And that's know? the thing. I don't ever like feel like I need to because it is what it is, and it yeah. it comes it you know it comes out or it doesn't. A couple of politicians locally that I'll. <laughs> I got a few for, but I'll yeah. save that for a more appropriate you go. cast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So even for me where it's like, and I only say that because it's a funny thing. My friend Chad, we always go, you know, you say something negative. It's like being in the South and you go, bless their soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. what we, God bless them. so I'm like, God bless ones. them. Yeah. So there's some people that weren't doing very well. And I just had this 
crazy competitive spirit where um, Chris knew that about me. And so we had to do this thing where I had to walk on the treadmill. And at the time, you guys can't see it, but um, I ended up having to be in a harness, okay? It was mm. like a, you know, mm. you ever see those things where they put the kids in and you talk them, yeah. chalk, chalk them to the board, chalk yep. them. In what? fact, the place I can point to for yeah. the audience is anybody mm -hmm. who's watched Breaking Bad watched oh. Hank Schrader use one of those oh. to try to come back after he got a spine shot up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in that and I couldn't... I. They had to place, I've got videos that you had to place my foot in front of the other one. And then I kind of lean forward and I go, you know, tumble forward. And, and then the, they put the treadmill on, which mm. is like, it sounds comical because it was really difficult for me to go no, forward. Yeah, that's the part that's. I yeah. had to do 1500 steps a day with my therapy mm. and I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get motivated to do it. I wanted to do it, but I was like tired thinking about it. And it gives you a wedgie. I wasn't excited about that. I was like, how do guys do this? This is not fun, right? Tuck and roll. It's like not exciting. So Chris finally got somebody for me to compete with. So he got two treadmills, put them together and they got a leaderboard and they do how many steps wow. I did, how many steps this one particular guy did. I would love to know where he's at now because we were in competition every single day. And then he got released and he wasn't, you know, much better. But um, his story was just, and I needed to know his story. Yeah. So then I started, you know, I asked him because I'm like, we're all in here together. I'm like, uh -huh. tell me what happened. I'm like, you know, if you don't mind. That's a safer place. His yeah. story was, was pretty profound and it was heart-wrenching. And the one interesting thing about me, like I said, I'm my father's only son. I wasn't a very emotional girl before. Um, things affect me, but I don't, not really a, as yeah, my dad would call it, big ninny crybaby. Yeah, like <laughs> I just didn't a cry about a lot. Ninny crybaby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't cry about a lot of stuff because it just wasn't in my chemical, you know, makeup. And I didn't like how I looked when I cried. I didn't like my eyes puffed up when I cried. So I was like, nope, mm. we're not doing that. It's not mm -hmm. cute. Mm -hmm. So since my stroke, I have a it's hard time. Cute. No, it's not cute. Whoa! I wonder how many women that phrase torments. Probably a lot because I'm sure if you look up or talk to however many women Google what to do with your puffy eyes once you cry, you know, tea bags or, you know, things, ice cubes and spoons. And I used to look at so many different things like I have things to do. I can't look, you know, puffy and yeah, you, it's yeah, just yeah. your ego. Right. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. What a killer phrase. So I didn't um, I didn't have a lot of emotions, but since the stroke, a lot of things seem normal about me, but my inside is pretty jacked up. I have a brain injury. So no matter yeah. how I spin it or how fun I can seem, there are things that just don't add up for me. Right. I don't deal with um, executive functioning is what it's called. So like I don't deal well with changing plans, like which uh, I don't think as a woman I did before, but now it's really like I can't drive still. Yeah, right. Well, not only because I'm partially blind, but you know, and you know, the arm thing and the leg thing, but yeah, 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 I don't yeah. do like if someone cuts me off, what do you do with that? Like I'm, I stop. It's like the lights, yeah, that look, I'm just, like, I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. That makes you look. so much Yeah, But yeah. Yeah, you're making a ton of so sense. So there's not a lot of, like my brain just doesn't function the same way. So like if I have, um, if my feelings get hurt, like my initial reaction isn't to cry. I get really like upset 
like a normal person would. But now go in I don't know what to do with it. So then yeah. I don't just cry. I mean, the lights really did go out behind you that time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I said the lights went out and like a second yeah. later they went out. <laughs> Anyways, I'm God. What yeah. else? <laughs> what else? <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't even know where you I don't go. even know. You literally talking. spoke it and stopped it. But, but yeah. what, what you're saying actually so, is something to consider too, because yeah. I'm sure that, uh, you know, take it back to living now in a family mm-hmm. as a mom, you're going to have all sorts of moments where child triggers and, and, you know, boyfriend and fiance, you know, triggers well, and, and these little things, it must look so different to even have those kinds of confusions than before. It's bizarre because I can compartmentalize things a lot easier than I was ever able to before because things would bleed in from one thing to the other. Like, you uh-huh. know, someone upsets you and then you're upset with everyone else. I don't have that anymore. So it's like I'm in the moment. So perfect analogy is when I got home, I can only, my brain can do one thing at a time. I can't multitask like I used to. So if I do laundry and I can hear the laundry going, I can't go in the kitchen and do dishes Yeah, because I'm still doing the laundry mentally. I can do one chore at a time and that's it. So I can't, knowing that I'm doing something, I can't just do something else. It's very obscure, but it's okay because really I think that's the biggest problem in life is we try to, we start multitasking, right? We start doing three and four things at one time and we're really not giving, we think we're giving a hundred percent to everything. We're giving like 5% because yeah, we're giving, yeah. while you're doing multiple things, you're not really doing anything well. Okay. Yeah. You're getting it done, but it's how well are you doing it? Full, right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You're making a lot of sense there. Yeah. So I was that way with my girlfriends where we'd all go out and I'm like, spinning like a top like I am now, but mentally I'm here right now. That's how I'm able to notice so many things. So while I'm still talking, it's not like I'm mentally in nine different places. I'm still here. You're working through it. Yeah. And every time I see your headset, it reminds me I got my headset on. And it's funny because I have this, that's another weird thing with my mind where it's like, I see yours and I'm like, are mine on? Because you forget. So I try to. You wear yours well. They look at, you can give the camera straight on to that. You got great, great headphone vibes. (laughs) Good. I think. Can you bunny your own self? (laughs) But yeah, I'm all immediately, I'm like. (laughs) But yeah, so that's where my mind goes is my mind plays tricks on me to remind me of where I'm at or make sure that I'm doing what I think I'm doing because I really don't know. It's almost like a blurred reverberation of the spirit. In a way, this whole thing almost seems like, uh, you know, I call it God, obviously. You Mm -hmm. call it the universe. Yeah. It seems like there was an intervention mm-hmm. to to cause your body to have to slow down. Just, I did. I needed so a pause. Because your spirit just would have run your, I mean, it did. Your spirit ran your body right yep. into a, a lightning strike. That's and, what happened. And man, you're still here. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to honk they your ra- nose at doctors <laughs> or other people yeah. who experience Honk that. if you're happy. But yeah, so that was me. <laughs> So the funny thing with that is that I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I say it's divine intervention, but so they rate your stroke from zero to 16 Mm. and that kind of gauges you where you're at. And when they did mine, mine was a 16.5. I should not have survived my stroke. So a lot of times when they ask me 
where people say, so are you going to get on the other side of this? I'm like, to me, I already, I already achieved what I needed to, right? (laughs) Why are you doing that? Yeah. (laughs) It's like when you have a baby, like, I don't know if you have kids, but like, if you have one kid, they're like, you literally just you know, yeah, you just should have get out. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, when are you having another one? You're like, I just had one, right? Yeah. You're getting married. When are you doing this? When are you doing that? It's <laughs> like, people can't just appreciate what you just went through. Yeah. And I'm still in it. So it's like, well, if, am I ever going to walk again perfectly? I don't care. You know, something that's sort of the beauty of your story is mm-hmm. that it's going to continue to be told a long time. It will. In the weirdest place in my heart and Maybe this sounds crazy to you or something. I see a day of both of your hands working. I love that. I can see that in my mind. I, uh, I can see you actually doing it to mm-hmm. me. Hey, look at this. Yeah. And and I'm going to hold out for that day because I think that the kind of I'll spirit do a cartwheel you in here. have. Fuck, <laughs> if you do a cartwheel in here, Renown will get somebody to I'll end up right back in the hospital bucks. with a hip replacement. Whatever we need to do. <laughs> if we get a heart, a cartwheel, the hip might cartwheel. be Cartwheel? <laughs> no <you> pen intended. <laughs> uh, yeah. You are just <laughs> such a delightful soul. You really inspire like a, a pullout of like, what can what is my corniest joke right now? I right. have no idea, but I want to tell it. I know. I, it's great to have you in here. Thank um, you. Thanks. Tell me a little bit now about just like your day-to-day functionality. What does it take to manage a Kimmy Woolsey calendar? Um, so it's a lot of writing notes in my phone. It's a lot of, I have an alarm that goes off on my phone and it says, check your phone. Like it mm-hmm. reminds me to look at my day because I have no, it's funny. I remember every song from every, you know, everything that I loved in high school. I cannot remember certain things that I will literally say. I don't remember. And I feel like that's a weird sign for me where it's like, you know what? You said it, let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, you already did it. Move on from it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's important anymore. So day to day I wake up and I kind of, I go with the flow. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like plans. Yeah. And I don't know if it's that I'm finally lazy because I worked since I was 15 (laughs) and I've I've never, yeah, I've never taken a vacation more than five days ever ever. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this is new for me. And I feel, I feel a lot of guilt for that. So I try to overdo it by doing stroke recovery and trying to help people do a million things. But Mm -hmm. lately I'm like, you know, I started talking with an accent because I was watching so much Dr. Phil. (laughs) I was like, maybe we should turn that off. (laughs) And now I'm watching. Are you delusional? (laughs) Do you need help? (laughs) I'll take delusional for five. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) what am I going to do with my day? And then it's like, I started watching ghost shit, which is my new favorite. I like ghost hunters. I like everything paranormal is like my favorite because I feel like there's something with the lights left and right in here. (laughs) You just wait when I leave. (laughs) it's gonna be a strobe light (laughs) mystic stuff with you nope i gotta leave a little bit of my imprint i would love if your stuff just lived in this little space if every person that walked in here was like oh a little bit better all of a sudden i would love that thanks it's a lot like i said some people they i annoy them like Mm -hmm. because regardless of what i've been through which i will get to a point where this won't define me anymore and I'll have other things to talk about. That's my goal. You know I mean? I don't mind talking about it now because like I said, I really want to impact somebody's life. Mm. And that's the thing is stroke recovery coaching bleeds into just life. There's always, when they say there's always something to be thankful for, sounds corny, but there is. 
wake up and just, you know, that's half the battle right there. You got up, right? I mean, I woke up that morning with a massive headache and I could have just died. I know two people, two friends that have passed away from a stroke since I had my stroke. And I'm, you know, at 45, wow. I'm pretty young to have a stroke yeah, and yeah. almost die from it, but yeah. I didn't. So can, it's like, what else? Can you give us insight on the cause of this at all? I mean, we stress. can hear it, the stress, right? I can definitely hear that it's totally stress related. But I mm -hmm. mean, what is the stress doing to, did, you had a mini stroke. Is that is that inclusive of an aneurysm? Is yeah, that how basically that, okay. I survived an aneurysm. So that's what happens is you don't, like you said perfectly, breathing is key. Like breathing, yeah. which I... I hold my breath a lot and I, you I can you see did. that. I mean, I can rap. I saw so it. Really. I'm going to be honest with you. You know why I said that to you? Because yeah. I can see that you go. have so much bursting out yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, I'm going to just remind her, remind to, breathe her to breathe that we have time today and it's I'm, okay. I'll breathe later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, like I just don't, I don't think of it enough. And sitting down and drinking water, hydration is key. Yes. I used to drink so much coffee. Like I'd wake up, have coffee. I had to have another cup of coffee. And then it was like, yeah, you uh, start doing the energy drinks. Cause you know, mm. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. You just need something, you know? <laughs> and so I needed everything to go and I didn't drink enough water. I, I ate very healthy. That was yeah. the one thing with me. I was oh, very healthy mm -hmm. and I was in great shape. Like I never had any major issues with like being obese or anything like that. And that's one of the major contributing factors to a stroke is high okay. blood pressure uh -huh, uh -huh. and, um, you know, being overweight mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and cholesterol. Mine was just, it was stress. It was going just and not taking stress. a break and just kind of like realizing that your mental health is as important as your physical health. That's a key yeah. thing for me is a lot of people just don't realize, you know, they internalize so much and it's just that we're in a high anxiety stage in life people yeah. i mean especially with the pandemic like i watch my son it's like god bless him you know he's just the sweetest pea but he internalizes all this and you're you know you're you get to a point where you're obsessive with working you got a great work ethic and you know you're worried about your girlfriend your boyfriend your friends your family everyone's got something they're taking on you know and yeah. that's the thing you've got to realize that that's just an element of your life that it's not your whole life well i think the fullness of what the stroke warrior thing, uh, represents mm -hmm. is not only being able to visit the people that, that but you have such a story that that women in general need to hear they do because all this stuff you're worrying about all these car repairs, kids' soccers, shopping for school clothes, and is it going to be a learning day or an in-person day? All these stresses. Mm -hmm. The only place that worry takes you is an aneurysm. Yep. And unless you got lightning bolt spirit, <laughs> yeah, you're it's not, not for coming the faint back of heart. from that. No. Yeah. No, yeah, that's I've the known thing. some people who passed from those. See? I've never met an aneurysm survivor personally. Yeah. Well, here I am. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Cue the lights. Stop it. They actually went on a while ago. <laughs> oh, okay. You just used the witchcraft. I just knew that. I, I just never made known. you look. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you hadn't turned around that yet. So great. I was like, I'm going to use that to my benefit. <laughs> you see what but I mean? But it's all about timing. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and that's what I get at yeah. here because these people need to, people across the board need to hear from you. This they is going to, 
it's it's not just a stroke issue no, here. No, it's everything. This is, it's life. This is the difference of flipping your switch from negative to positive, mm-hmm. and you were on a negative journey. Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you what's really fascinating. My story sounds nothing like yours. My story involves a man who brought another man out of a closet to put a gun to my head and tell me to do things differently. Mm. Uh, my story involves. My story looks a lot like Christian Bale's American Hustle kind of story. Like I was just out trying to drum up whatever mm-hmm. I could. Now, I became a concert promoter subsequent that mm-hmm. after my father was murdered. And I was really mm-hmm. fucking good at that. Mm-hmm. So for my early adult life, I was like this really good, wholesome person. And fucking downtown Reno got a hold of me and my ego took charge. <laughs> See, jobs like that, I'll take it to the big scope, like Pablo mm-hmm. Escobar. Mm-hmm. The, the job of Pablo Escobar will make anybody that Pablo Escobar. And that's sort of what was happening to me without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And I had this massive monumental life crash that looks, the result, look, I mean, look at this. I'm going to show you something while we talk about it because what you mentioned about how your, your brain is forcing you to, to operate in certain functions. Mm-hmm. In 2014, I began this process where I would just write down Mm. the lessons of my day. Mm -hmm. And now I have six years of this. Nice. I love that. You know, and it's that's what it is. So for me, it's turned into a musical piece that I'm going to take all the way to Netflix. It's Mm. turned into podcasts. That's the way I went. And the whole thing is is literally to tell people there is something bigger than you out there. I don't care if you think it's the same thing I think it is, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's something outside of yourself, right? Like, is that person here for you? (laughs) Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. He's on, he's unexpectedly here for us, but he'll, he'll, he's happy to be patient. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there that he's happy to be patient. Did you manifest him? Did you just, and then there was another. I'm overly observant. And when I see him looking in here, I'm like, should I acknowledge him or should you? So this gentleman (laughs) is uh, making a run for city council. Oh, okay. Currently. He's not one of the politicians that I want to scream in their face. Oh, good. Okay. Good. (laughs) He's a polite man. I have a feeling I know about him through someone else. Oh, is that right? This one or the other I don't know his name or anything. I just know. No, not the other one. Oh, okay. (laughs) I spoke with somebody who said she was going to be working with... Oh, okay. someone. So I'm assuming that that might be him. Yeah, maybe. We could I got a vibe. Oh, that's my internal vibe. I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see we're gonna know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I don't know where we're at here, but you long time. <laughs> you have been just stellar. I Thanks. mean, I can't imagine a, a person listening to this and and not being inspired so i hope if, so if you're setting out to ins- you got two of us yeah, I, I very fun to listen to i think thanks. this could be something you you're really good at thanks so. i appreciate that yeah and you certainly give off a nice energy you really thanks. do yeah. uh tell us something as we close where where can people find you do you want people to find you? Do you want them to maybe just? <laughs> I'm in hiding, so <laughs> back alley, Fourth Street. Come with treats, <laughs> strobe lights. I like ring pops. <laughs> Knock four you times. Put it on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I have my Facebook page right now, which is Stroke Warrior Recovery Coach. I'm working on my website, which is going to be. Um, 
strokewarriorcoach.org, and I'm still working on it, so it's not done yet. But I do have an email going, and um, that's, I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> so well, hey, I think it's the same. I think it's Kimmy at, it's K-I-M-I at strokewarriorcoach.org. Okay. Cool. Um, and We're I'm working on We're going to make sure the... and verify it so that we put this out. <laughs> we'll, gonna be good. we'll get it out there. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. people people do need to be able to read. There's there's going to be a number of people that write and just good. are like pleading for your strength. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm here for. And I'm right now. It's like I'm doing everything on a just volunteer basis. Whoever needs me, I feel like will will be put in my life, and that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. There's no questions asked. And so I have people that reach out to me now where a lot of people are just, they need a little bit of inspiration. I've got a lot. So I always have room for more and whatever someone needs, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Wow. You are just such a, such a soul. Thank you. Kimmy Woolsey. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. 